Flex and Frooms. Flex and Frooms. This is the Flex and Frooms Catch Up Podcast. I was perusing the internet as per, and I came across an article in The Atlantic. I must admit, as we know if you listen to the show, I read a lot of Sydney Morning Herald and Guardian. However, I'm going to be adding some American news sources to the um, the repertoire. Anyway, The Atlantic published the following story, the longest relationship of our lives. It's not talking about a romantic partnership or with your parents. It's a talking. It's talking about your siblings. Mm. Now, I know we have previously on the show, Flex and Frooms, spoken about birth order. We love that. You love that. I come along for the ride. <laughs> so I thought I would match your energy. Are we not a united energy. front? It's super important that we present as a united front. <laughs> we love that. Even as an optics girly, like, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Anyway, <laughs> this article suggested that actually it's how many siblings you have that will determine certain personality types. I already types. want to disagree, but I'm so happy to listen in. Okay, let me write some. Let me read some stuff out. As brothers and sisters grow up, what they do can determine whether they stay stuck in childhood roles or break free of them. As a late in life breaker freer and bestie with sister girly can confirm. Yeah. If there's one thing most people think they know about sibling relationships, it's the influence of birth order. But experts I spoke to for this article wanted to correct that misconception. It's a myth. Forget it. No, no matter okay. how many kids post on TikTok lamenting middle child syndrome, birth order doesn't have that much influence on personality. But even if the exact ordering of the kids doesn't matter, siblings do shape one another's lives deeply. Please hold your thoughts, Flex. During the teen years, brothers and sisters are just as influential as peers and far more than parents and can influence things like whether or not you do dergs or you drink alcohol. Yeah. As you know, you know, you have an older sister or brother, they get into the XYZ and you're going to raid the cupboard as well, I'd say. Experts, Your Honor. <laughs> oh, okay. Experts at Utah say that relationships with siblings before the age of 20 were more likely to be depressed at age 50. That is if the relationship is not good. The experts also pointed to a factor that does have a big effect on sibling relationships. It's going to rock you, Flexi. Okay. And that contains the potential to poison the dynamic. Wow. Favoritism. A family study professor who's interviewed sibling pairs together and separately said that since they were in ninth grade, they are now adults. Through these interviews... They found that the siblings remembered who share more interest with mum and who preferred to play ball with dad being treated differently based on specific hobbies or perceived need, such as whether a sibling needed extra help with homework was fine. But if they felt like mum or dad or both of them played favourites with one of the siblings, that's where you could see conflict and tension arrives. Honestly, these favouritism-based feelings of resentment tend to peak before the teen years. And lastly... What can change this? It's called dynamic recentering. So if you have a rift relationship with your bro or sis or whatever, a late in life event can either bring you together or completely ruin the rift. So let's say you get a parent that gets sick, next minute you're besties. That's what happened with my sister and I. So it's likely that most siblings will go through a dynamic recentering. And what I basically wanted to talk about was favourites because I know we always discuss favourites with parents. I don't think parents have favourites. That's been the common discussion in my family unit. The nuclear family have said you and your sister are equal and you seem to think you're not correct. Yes. 
Uh, I think parents have favourites. And I talked to my mum about this recently, who is an avid listener of the show. She's moved her work schedule around, so she has three to five free to tune in. Liz, we love. This is the kind of mum I'm working with people. And so she wanted to to circle back on this discussion about favourites because I implied I'm not the favourite. And I did say on the episode, my mum's obsessed with me and I still know I'm not the favourite. We didn't go into what that kind of meant. She assumed I meant it was some kind of hierarchy, uh, some kind of, because I think we also reference um, Chris Jenner's hierarchy of usernames <laughs> in her Instagram bio. So based on whichever child she's liking the most, allegedly, she'll rank them first in her Instagram bio and then the other children come underneath that. So I think that kind of confused the point that I was making. When I say parents have favourites, I don't mean it's like a, an ongoing ranking system. Your favourite and you're number one, you're number two, you're number three. But I do think based on how much time you share with your parents, how relatable you are, how much you invest in the relationship, you reap the benefits of that, thus being the favorite. How that manifests is differently. Like for my family dynamic, I would say uh, one of my cousins who lived with us was the favorite because of how he approached the relationship with my mum as a person, not a mother archetype. He spent a lot of time getting to know her, what her interests were, why she was the way she was, why she parented a certain way, what she liked to watch on TV, what she liked to eat. All of these things we just never thought to ask because we were like, she's just mum. And so the relationship she developed with him had a lot more... uh, It was reciprocal and it offered him a lot of concessions that we thought we didn't have in comparison. It's like, All you had to do, Lillian, was listen to her. But literally, but I say that now. When we were talking yesterday, I was like, I said it to her again. I was like, you're obsessed with me and I still don't want to be the favourite because it's a lot of effort that I'm not willing to put in to be favourites. Number one, my cousin lives with her. He's putting in hours every day. When she jangles her keys and opens the door, he's like, what are we eating for dinner? Have a little giggle, 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 giggle. He's like, old woman, how are you feeling? And when she's in a bad mood, when she's down, he'll know. He's like, what's up? You're being weird. She's like, I don't know. I just had a weird day. He's like, tell me about it. Like, they've got a whole vibe going. It's cute. It's sweet. They've clocked in 40 hours a week. I'm not trying to compete there. No, it's, it's giving, um, who's our favourite? Zuckerberg. 100. Who's our favourite? <laughs> <laughs> who's our like favourite billionaire? Yeah, billionaire Zuckerberg. Yeah, the, clocking in 100 hours of work. And it's necessary. But based on that dynamic, it inspired me to kind of shift the way that I dealt with my mum and to ensure that I was reaching her as a person and not just a mum archetype. So not just assuming I knew everything about the way that she reared or the way that she came to decisions or her upbringing, but making sure to ask her and to clarify. And she does the same. It like created a nice balanced dynamic. It's very interesting. So the example that I was giving her when I was trying to explain because she was stuck in this idea of being like, you think I don't love you? I was like, no, babe, like you're gagging for it. You love me. You're obsessed. But I was like, for example, like, and this is not a great example, but as one I get off the dome, I was like, let's say my favorite food right now is vodka pasta. How many times do I eat vodka pasta in a month? Five. Twice, maybe. Okay. Is it my first choice? No. Is it my second choice? No, but it's my favorite food. I've like I've heralded it as I've platformed it. I've acknowledged it. But on the day to day, I recognize that other things might come ahead of it, behind it, next to it, aside from it. Do you know what I'm saying? So when I can acknowledge that somebody is a favorite at the moment, it's not their permanent position. It's in response to behavior that they've done or a relationship that's brewing in a certain way. Let's say all me and my best friends, right? We're all best friends. That's the title. But the favorite I might have at the moment is the one who's like, toe-to-toe with me going through a traumatic situation or the one who was there for me when I crashed my car or something and I needed help and they helped me whatever it might have been like of course you're the favorite 
You held me down. It's always changing. You'll know when you have kids. <laughs> That's going to be a real <laughs> scary moment. I'm going to have to rethink a lot of things. You're going to call me one day and be like, yeah, it's, it's Olivia. <laughs> it's Charlotte. She's the favourite. for Charlotte? You're going to name your kid Charlotte for Esmeralda, sure. Esmeralda, babe. Esmeralda. Charlotte and Esmeralda. Two, two girls. Okay. Nuisances. Pretty. <laughs> Pretty. Actually, large foreheads. Very large foreheads. <laughs> You've been listening to the Flex and Froome's daily podcast. For more, tune in to Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.